Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Wild lost today at an entertaining game. They got a point. They lost 4-3 to three in a shootout to Colorado. And it was... Um, it was quite. It was an afternoon game, and uh, Colorado's. I like, got a fourteen-game home winning streak, uh, one of the best in the West, and it, uh, they got a two-nothing lead in the Wild. And you go, oh, this one's over, and all of a sudden they came back. Fiala scores a goal. Kaprizov scores a goal. Then they get a, a, a very controversial goal, and and and, the, and then Kaprizov scores a goal. The tie it puts in overtime. Then in the shootout, Kaprizov is denied, and they lose the game. Four to three in a shootout, but a wildly entertaining. Bob Mason understands his team very well because he was their goalie coach and he's been a goalie uh, in the NHL, UMD, and beyond. Bob, thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. That was quite a game, and, and and there were two people that you have taught: Darcy Kemper on one side, Capo Kapanen on the other. What's it like for you to watch guys that you've worked with go head to head? Well, they're both, they're both gotten better since I've had them. Let me tell you that. <laughs> You know, Capo's come into his own now. He's on a little streak here. Uh, um, you know, he's the type of guy that I think he's got to play a little bit. You know, Talbot's played, you know, the bulk of the games. And, and I think, you know, when Capo plays a little bit more, I think it's the more he plays, the sharper he gets. He's been on a roll, the, well, the last four. He's led 3-0-1. Uh, and he's been fantastic. Like today, he was he was lights out in the first period. I mean, couldn't have probably 4 nothing, um Colorado. Oh, they were hammering him. Pipes. They hit two pipes. Um, they scored two on the power play, the five on three, five on four. And then he had probably three, four grade A stops where the game could have been over. Then they come out and score early in the, early in the second and they get a little, you know, the rest of the game was pretty even after that. But, uh, yeah, he was great. And then Darcy, you know, wasn't, again, first period didn't get much. And then he, you know, Greeny bumps into him, knocks him in the head, and then he probably went out concussion protocol and he never came back in. Francis played the rest of the game. Yeah, so we got to wait and see on that, but it's an interesting matchup to start. So, so when you got a guy like Capo and he's playing against the, the Atlantis Goog and McKinnon, here they come. Uh, do you spend a lot of time as a coach talking to him much about who he's playing against, or is, is it all about uh, keeping his mind as free as possible and just letting him try to stop a puck? Yeah, you give him a little bit of you know what he might see. You know, obviously, like shooting puck off the rush. You know, they're pretty good down low. I mean, a little little. Little things like that, and, and obviously McKinnon, you just got to be heads up when he's going to, you know, he's like an Ovechkin coming down. You know, you, the puck leaves a stick, and you got to be ready for it. If you're if you're not ready, you're probably going to get beat. So, yeah, just some small things, and yeah, not you don't want to get that mind too heavy, because then then you slow down. So you want to be you want to be alert. You want to have a little reminders in the back of your mind that when these guys are on the ice, this is what I might see, and and then you play. 
Now, now for a guy like Capo, it's probably not a matter of playing well. It's a matter of can you sustain it, meaning he's had some long breaks in between because of the nature of the COVID schedule and getting erased in, in Canada and whatnot. Uh, th- this might be the first time that he plays you know, extended games for a long period of time. Uh, how, how do you manage that with somebody that, that isn't used to that load like Devin Dubnik used to take on or you know, throughout the years or, or Talbot would have taken on this year? How do you make sure they stay fresh when, when they're going – Hey man, all of a sudden they realize that the light at the end of the tunnel is a long ways out there. Yeah, I mean, I think Carter was talking about that on TV today. That you know, when he's not playing, he's such a hard worker. He just he works and works and works, and he's not you know he doesn't like overwork where he's exhausted. To the you know, um, he works on good things in practice. Uh, um, you know, there's no rehearsal for game time. I mean, that's game time is game time with the speed, with the shots, with the tips, traffic. You know, rebound control, all that little stuff is so much different in a game than it is in a practice. So, um, but you just got to keep those fundamentals sharp. And then, you know, all those little things add up to big things at game time. And then, you know, if you're clean on the little things, you know, you're going to make some big saves. And that's what he's been doing. Now, in between periods, I don't even know this. Do, do, does a goalie coach go and talk to a goalie very often? Or once the game starts, is it his baby? Pretty much, you know, a couple of reminders once in a while. You know, I did it for 18 years here, so I, I, yeah. I wasn't in there a lot. You know, once in a while, I'd come down and Jock would say, Mace, you go talk to the guy. Okay. So I'd go in there and talk to Manny or Roley or, or, you know, just a little thing like depth or, or you know, get your feet set, um, little things like that. Nothing, nothing major, just, a, you know, again, those quick little reminders that stick with you. Now, like in the Gopher situation, they lose Jack LaFontaine to the NHL. Uh, number one, before we talk about their situation in, in terms of a goalie being thrust into a high-profile position, how difficult is it for LaFontaine to go right from college to the NHL and play a little bit? How, 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 is, that, is that scary, like you could get buried if you're not careful right away or not? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, he's, he's been playing all, all the games the last two years, so he's, he's like game ready. I mean, you get to the next level. I'm sure he was nervous the other night. I think he went in and I gave, gave up, I think, two, uh, a couple yeah. breakaways. That were, I think they lost seven to two or something. But he went on a mercy poll. And then, um, um, yeah, he's, you know, just the speed of that game is, is going to be different than college hockey, no doubt. So he's, you know, I don't know if he's going to get much time. If Ranta's going to be back soon, then he's going to be down in, in the minors. And uh, I think they're in Chicago. So, uh, um, yeah, I was kind of I was surprised when he left. But, uh Apparently he thought it was the best thing for him and to get his pro thing going. And, and uh, like he said, he's a, I think a fifth-year guy now in college. So I probably thought he might have been getting a little old, so he had to, had to make the move when they made the offer. So they bring in the close kid, and he gets to play against uh, Alaska you know, over the weekend, and, and they split. But, uh, again, you know, you're moving him, you're thrusting him into this new spot. And, and like I said, if he plays well at all, it's going to be mainly him the rest of the way. But he hasn't played much uh, to this point. Is that a tough thing for coaches to do is to allow backup goaltenders uh, to play? Because now they're in that position where they're going, all right, I, I hope you were good in practice because now it's your game. Well, yeah, when you got a number one guy for the last couple of years, and you know you're you're playing that guy all the time, and the other two guys aren't getting played, now all of a sudden this guy's gone, and now you're in a kind of a hot spot, and um, you know he's kind of in a hot spot too. So he's going to have to. You know, he played okay last week, and I think I saw parts. Of, I think that the, the, the Saturday loss actually, um, but uh, yeah, he's going to. I think 
I don't, I'm not sure who they got coming up next week, but he's uh, he's gonna have to settle in and and and, and you know, try to get some wins and and try to have that team play really good hockey in front of him and and help him out a bit. Bob Mason is our guest, 18 years, goalie coach for the Minnesota Wild. You and I were talking earlier, you're seeing this different pathway for some players to the Olympics uh, as everything's been thrown out of sorts. Eric Stahl went back to Iowa, and he's trying to get in shape and prove that he's worthy of a spot in the Canadian team. Devin Dubnik, who people, of course, remember, we mentioned him earlier, uh, he's kind of doing the same thing, isn't he, trying to get a shot at the Olympics? Yes, he uh he signed an AHL contract with Charlotte, and he uh, he was down there for a couple games. I was talking to him a couple weeks ago, and that's when Florida sent down Spencer Knight. So I think he played a couple games. I think with salary cap reasons with Florida, they they sent him down, and uh, Sadubi so didn't get a game. But I think he might be three and zero down there with Charlotte, um, and he's going to just try to get that Olympic thing going. I think he went there to get uh, play for the Spangler Cup, the, the, the tournament over in Switzerland, sure, yep. which actually Bruce Boudreau was going to be assistant coach with Claude Julian. Until he got hired away, huh? Right around, right around Christmas time, and that tournament was canceled due to COVID. And, um, and then, obviously, the NHL canceled the Olympic players, and uh, his name's been thrown around to play for Team Canada. So he's going to be, a, I don't know, I talked to him the other day, I think there's a camp in Switzerland coming up. So there'll be about six days in Switzerland, then he'll head over to Beijing. Um, so I think he's uh, he's one of, I didn't see a roster, but he said he's going, so he's going to try for it. You know, Bob, you're one of the few that worked. You know, there's three wild coaches in the NHL right now, coaching NFL teams with Boudreaux, Yo, and, and Everson. You, you worked with all three. <laughs> uh, what's are all head coaches are like those? Three, are, they, are they all different in style? Are they very similar? Uh, what, what's it like for you know in the, the NHL head coaches, and specifically because because they've coached a lot of the same players, but they yeah, have some different tactics about them. Sure, they do. Yeah. Well, Bruce has you know started eight on one with Vancouver. Yeah, he probably went in there and lighten the lighten the load, lighten the mood. Um, um, Bruce is a real friendly guy, um, not threatening at all, unless he gets a little little hot on the collar once in a while. But he's uh, um, he's a guy that comes in there. He's had that success with with Washington, Anaheim, and with us, where he comes in and he's just a good guy, and you you want to play hard for him. You play hard for a coach, you're going to get good results, and that's what happens. And, and Bruce has kind of had that about that four year period, and then he's been let go a couple times. Uh, I think he was four years with us, four years with Vancouver, and uh, or four with Washington, and uh, um, four with Anaheim. But uh, Bruno, you know, Bruno's a real smart hockey coach, real hockey player. I mean, he's got you know hockey IQ that's off the charts. So he's uh, I don't know how he would coach as being a head coach. Um, he was always a pretty good jokester you know being an assistant yep. coach yep so he was like the party in the room you know he kind of controlled the room when he played uh assistant coach he didn't have that much you know not a ton of responsibility he tried to be a go between between you and the, the uh the head coach and and he always kept things light so i think he's probably changed it a little bit but uh knowing bruno he's just you know be prepared and have fun it looks like they're having fun in florida i can't i mean i can't i'm not there but it looks yeah. like they're doing okay huh you're scoring about six goals a game. And that's, yeah, you know, I mean, that, that usually tells three. you they're doing something to loosen the locker room, right? They are, yeah. They are one hot team right now, and they're going to, I think they're going to be reckoned with throughout the whole year. How hard was it to be a coach during COVID? Wow. Well, we, you know, I just... Because goalies, especially, what we were always talking about, can't keep them in the same room, they can't talk to each other. You know, that's, that was the one position above all, is like quarterbacks. What was that like for you? 
Yeah, I mean, I just caught the first part of that because we had uh, come back from Anaheim and then, um, um, you know, we had the bubble up in Edmonton yep. for the playoffs, the, the, you know, the play-in round against Vancouver. And, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, as strict as the next year. I mean, they, they played, you know, like I've talked to Darby quite a bit, and exactly, the meetings were or less. You didn't have team meetings. You had Zoom meetings. So all that stuff was different. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad I missed all that. I don't <laughs> but, blame uh, you, Bob. Yeah. B- Bob Mason. But he said it was a different ball of wax. Totally. You, you know, you, you played in a different era as well. But, but are we at a stage now where if you're not 6'2 or 6'3 minimum, you need not apply to be a goalie? I, I, I mean, is there still a spot for a 5'10", 5'11 goalie? You got to be pretty good. I mean, you got to be. Yeah, it's 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 amazing the uh, um, the size of these guys and the, just their athletic ability and their you know their footwork and their their technique is is off the charts. And uh, yeah, I mean it's. I mean you look at the net now. You can't you can't see anything with these guys. No, their you know, their gear is so big now. Anyway, and then all, all of a sudden you're getting these six five guys. I mean Doobie Kemper, both those guys are you know six five six six. You know, Talbot's sneaky big six three and a half, six four. You know, Capo's sneaky six three. So yeah, you go back to Staylock. Al was a, Al was just over six feet. And he he just barely made it, didn't he? Yeah, you know, and he's not. You know, he's not a small guy, but no. he means. But he, he's just not. Uh, uh, you know, the trend now is. You know, it's probably been trending for the last seven, eight, ten years. These big guys. Now take me back. Pecorini and uh, Letton and a couple of big fins came over. Yeah, well, well, take me back because I got one last question for you. As we go back in history, the furthest the Wild went, of course, was to the Western Conference Finals, and they got shut down by Jiggy uh, Jaguar yeah. in, in 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 Anaheim. And I don't think that he was uh, incredibly tall, as I recall, but but he he owned that series. What was he doing? What, what was it that you, is that just the guy that was in the zone, or was that technically what was that? Well, he was, yeah, I was, I was kind of looking at that stuff today. Shut us out the first three games. Yeah. It was one nothing double overtime, two-rip, two three-rip, two-one game four. We lost him four straight. Uh, he was, you know, just uh, you know puck blocker, and he had big, giant defensemen in front. We couldn't get at any pucks. You know, that was like Jake Allen a few years ago. We had played in St. Louis in the playoffs. Yeah. Jake was stopping everything but leaving a lot of loose change around. We couldn't get inside because of D were, you know, just – towers back there we couldn't get inside get in pucks that was the same thing with with anaheim there you know they, pronger was there and um he just couldn't get inside and he was you know he was definitely on his game i think he won the con smite that year he, they lost uh what lost to uh who they lose to that year jersey i think was it i can't remember now i just remember going i've never seen anything like this it was a story you might as well have been firing pucks against a concrete wall you did a better chance yeah, he, you know? yeah, they lost Game Seven at Jersey. It was Scott Stevens. Scotty was up with the, with sure. the Devils. Sure, great yeah. defenseman. Yeah. Hey, Bob, great to visit with you. Always great to run into you today. And I hope we can do this again soon. Fun to have somebody with your knowledge base on with us. No problem, Maxie. Any, any, anytime. Bob Mason, nice enough. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.